This special LCP D&D episode was made possible by Andrew, one of our supporters over at patreon.com slash lcpdnd. Andrew chose the setting and is also playing with us in this episode. We rolled to see who would GM the game and it landed on Tim. So without giving you any more context, I'm going to drop you right into the story. Brace yourself for New Horizons. So you guys lost a day because you got a flat tire just outside of uh, Elgin, Wisconsin, and you had to uh, stay overnight while they fixed the tire on. Did you guys decide on what type of vehicle you wanted to have? Uh, No, not yet. But if we're hauling a bunch of gear, I imagine it's whoever's got the biggest one. So what do we think? Volvo station wagon? (laughs) Well, we all work at a tech company, so like we probably have a pretty decent vehicle. 1998. Were Hummers big at the time? Hummers are always big. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, the civilian version was not for sale yet, I don't believe. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, well, uh, we need to, we should be in a Suburban. Oh, that's an expensive car. Yeah, that, that would work that for sale for yeah. sale. Uh, Hummers were actually for sale. Oh! Oh. 97. It would have been, like, stupid expensive. And we wouldn't care about the environment at this point, so fuck it. <laughs> right. Oh, at man. At this point. <laughs> this <is laughs> bringing back so many good mo- memories. <laughs> These were the good old days. We are just past the aquanet stage, so the ozone layer was still not there. But you uh, stayed overnight at a, at a uh, motel there, and um, now your vehicle is ready to go. Um, it is March 17th. 1998 and uh so yeah you get back onto the highway and start heading north towards the border waters uh who's driving i'm driving okay want me to roll sure oh sure i get it don't let the british guy drive (laughs) you know we do know that you drive on the other side of the road here i like the girl because apparently i can't drive either we're taking my car, I'm gonna drive. That's just how I thought it would be. Mm. Although I did get... I'm gonna Benny. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say you were gonna change your voice, and I was hoping that was what, how that sentence was gonna end. <laughs> I got a four. Alright. How long have you been in America, anyway? Uh, too long, if you ask me. Guys, make sure we watch out for, uh, you know... People have had too much to drink already. It is St. Patty's Day. Oh, shit. I mean, uh, unless we want to stop for some green beer before we go rafting. 
You know we gotta bring beer rafting, otherwise what's the point? I mean, we've already got like a cooler full, but I I could be down for it. Yeah, but we need the green beer. Like, obviously. If we get far enough off the, off the highway, we can do a little road beer too, you know. Hey, one of you techies with the GPS can uh, take me to the next place. I'm not sure which of these is just the exit into wilderness and which is an exit into actual beer. <laughs> like, uh, maybe we should just, like, get there first and then see if they've got, like, green beer up there because it is St. Patty's Day, so they probably have something, right? They have to. You guys don't think that you can get there until uh, sometime tomorrow. Oh, shit. And so at this point, if you want to celebrate St. Patty's Day, you're probably going to have to find someplace around here. <sighs> I guess the thing we need to determine, since we're not going to be there till tomorrow, is... Are we camping out, or are we sleeping in? Sleeping in, like, what? Here? Some motel or hotel, I don't care. I'm good for either. We could try and drive in shifts through the night. Hell yeah. Wait, you guys are all insured, right? Doesn't really matter. It's a Hummer. <laughs> oh, we settled on the Hummer? Oh shit, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got international insurance, mate. Yeah, I, I don't know why insurance has anything to do with it. You should be the one that's insuring your own vehicle. And if you wake up, that headlight was always broken, right? I'm insured by Beefeater and Guinness, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't really know much about England, but that completely sounds made up. <laughs> what, the which part? <laughs> Beefeater is like gin, right? Yeah, I, I take some out of my coat and hold it up. <laughs> and then take a swig out of the bottle. I mean, I suppose it's better than, like, you know, shit beer that Steve probably brought. Right you are. Glenn, does your insurance cover uh, other people in the vehicle? <laughs> and I reach back for the flask. <laughs> yeah, and I, I hand it to him, and I'm like, it sure does, mate. Give you a little salute with it, and knock back a little oh that's good stuff oh that foley I'll take it and take another swig whoa the party's starting already listen don't be ralphing in my rig alright if you gotta pull over let me know what is ralphing vomiting upchucking you know <laughs> I've got a stomach that can it can hold anything you're alright alright we got some windy roads, if I remember the rap, the map correctly. You've never been to England, have you? <laughs> you know, this thing's got a CD player with six CD changer. What do you guys want to listen to? Check this out. I'm going to pull out a huge binder. <laughs> wow. I'll just, ta- I'll just kind of, like, flip it into the back seat and be like, take what you like. <laughs> All the CDs that were in loose sleeves just go everywhere. <laughs> oh shit, it wasn't zipped up. <laughs> the half of the three hole punch pages were like torn, and so some of the entire things fly out. Oh my god, you have Savage Garden? Like, I didn't. <laughs> I totally didn't think you'd be into them. The very first, like, three quarters of the book is all these, like, fancy looking CDs, and then the last quarter is all burned discs with Sharpie written on them. <laughs> 
in sync backstreet boys 98 degrees no! <laughs> no hey you gotta have something when the ladies are on board you know what i'm saying <laughs> which for you would be all the time right <laughs> hell yeah no i meant that to when you're driving singly <laughs> i will take out some boys to men and stick that in <laughs> All right, we're drinking early. Hey, hey Steve, what, what, what's with this Celine Dion? <laughs> there are some days where your heart just has to go on. Ah, is that Celine Dion? That that, that gets played on the radio like every five minutes now. Like I'm so totally over it. Titanic is a big thing. I've found that you take a girl to Titanic. You play the song that reminds them of Titanic, and they just turn into this, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Putty in your hands. Gross. Obviously, it's probably a good thing we don't have a black light on board this car. <laughs> Ew. Titanic had only I... been out for three months. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's an extra phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, it's not even on home video yet. <laughs> There were there were people going to see it multiple times. Yeah, like it had a pretty long theater run. It did, yeah. This is now a James Cameron appreciation podcast. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> like when do you think he'll get that avatar thing off the ground? <laughs> oh god. It'll never happen. At this point it's getting to be about 7:30 and uh, you look up ahead and you notice that the next uh, the next town is at least 100 miles away. And so you kind of pull over because you're getting tired and uh, you look over at your friends and, you know, it's starting to get late. It's March, so it's already dark at this point. And you've been driving since, you know, early this morning. And so at this point, your eyes are kind of bleary. And uh, I would give you a minus two penalty if you were to continue driving. Well, I got to tell you this. I have bad eyes as a hindrance, so without glasses, I suffer a negative penalty anyway, and I don't like glasses because I'm uh, into being a fancy boy, so that'd be a negative three penalty. Gotcha. Are you, like, just getting tired? Because, like, I could drive for a little bit. All right. How much have you had to drink? I can't even keep track anymore. Oh, like, I was mostly drinking from my own. Like, I don't really like gin. No. Well then, trade your spots. Awesome. And I will jump in the driver's seat. All right. So you continue on, and you guys are jamming out to whatever music that you have playing at this very moment, and... Missy Elliott. You look over at the clock. Sure. You look over at the clock, and uh, it reads 8.14, and everything's been going rather swimmingly. And... As you crest the top of this hill and begin to descend it, the clock strikes 8.15 and then everything powers down. The steering wheel locks up and the car just begins to careen down this hill. What would you like to do? Um, I will slam on the brakes. Uh, the brakes still work, um, but uh, go ahead and roll me a driving check. Hey, what are you doing? Like... Your car is a piece of shit. Uh, that's a four. Okay. 
you know that the anti-lock brake system is not kicking in, and so you start pumping the brakes and trying to keep it as the the ass end of this vehicle is fishtailing around, and you sort of skid to a stop at the bottom of this hill in the darkness in the middle of the woods on this highway. Oh my god. Steve, what the fuck? What the hell was that? Your car just died. Yo, this thing is brand new. It's not gonna die. I should have listened to my old driver instructor who always used to say, women drivers, no survivors. Oof. <laughs> I would like that's to a, punch Steve. That's a true story, by the way. My real drive stressor said that. <laughs> Holy <Whoa>. shit. <laughs> I would like to punch him, please. Whoa. All right, go ahead and roll fighting. That's what I thought. <laughs> that's a negative two, so that's zero. <laughs> okay. You sort of swing out, but the seatbelt locks up and uh, doesn't allow you to get the uh, lurch forward enough to hit him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, all right. Let me just take a look. Pop the hood. I'll see what's going on. <sighs> Fine. And I attempt to pop the hood. Yeah, that works. Lynn is asleep, by the way. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll get out and take a look. So you uh, open up the hood and go ahead and roll repair. After my negative two, it turns into double ones. All right. So you pop it open, and it's an engine. Nothing's smoking. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm going to walk to the driver's side and say, You still have your GPS in there. We're going to have to see where we are and how far to the nearest town. All right. Joe is the one with the GPS, right? No, I I just have my phone. I have StarTac. Motorola StarTac, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's just a phone. It's a um, flip phone, baby. Brand new thing. I'm just... I'm, my character would just assume that one of you techies has a GPS with you at all times. I'll open my phone. Try and turn it on. It doesn't work. It won't even turn on? Nope. I know I charged this thing before I left. Oh my god. Fine. I'll pull out my phone. Was it on before or do you have to power it on? It was probably on before. It's not on anymore. Anymore. Oh my god, your fucking car, like, destroyed my phone. What the hell, Steve? Damn, my new hummers were, like, <laughs> high-tech, but I didn't know they were that good. Well, why the fuck else would we not have phone service? Like, either one of us can turn off our phones. Alright, let me check mine real quick. I'm gonna have uh, almost a borderline army-looking phone. <laughs> oh god. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't power on at all. Shit. Hey, wake up the Brit. I throw my phone at him. <laughs> oh, oh, what's, what's wrong with you? Have you tried turning on the four-way flashers? Yeah, maybe you better. Maybe we'll catch somebody as they're driving by if they can see our lights coming up over the road. Hey, why is it so dark? Because it's like nighttime. <laughs> no, the car lights are on. I don't know. We're trying to figure it out. His car died, and, like, our phones died. So, I don't know. Now we're all gonna die. Guys, 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 maybe the Chinese launched a nuke at us. Why the fuck would that kill our car and the The, and the, the, the EMP thing. 
It's supposed to kill all the electronics. Lenny, you got a phone back there? Uh, I don't got a phone. No, they give you cancer, mate. Ah, uh, fucking hell. Well, uh, unless we're camping here, I think we're gonna have to start hoofing it. I will pull out a map. Try to figure out where we are. Okay, go ahead and uh, roll. Is there a navigation skill? Otherwise, roll survival. Hold on, I got a flashlight here for you. Flashlight doesn't work. Ah, shit. I swear, I just bought batteries for this thing the other day. Have you tried turning it off and on again? I didn't even see survival. Survival is definitely one. Um, but you'll have oh, a minus two penalty because it's hard to see because of the darkness. What kind of moon are we talking right now? Let's say it's a half moon, so it's not, like, super, super dark, but it's not bright either. Ooh. Minus two on top of my minus two? Correct. That brings it to a one. Hmm. All right. Yeah, you are having trouble making heads or tails of where you guys are at right now just based off of the fact that you can barely fucking read any of the city names. I can't read. It's too dark. All right, here's what we're going to have to do. At least, at the very least, we're going to have to go up and try and flag a car down. I mean, we're on the highway. It's nighttime. It's dark. It's going to get cold soon. We need to think about maybe if we're stuck here, staying warm. I brought some new stuff to try to start a fire. All right, why don't you work on that? I'm going to go into the back of my rig and open up a plastic box and pull out a couple road flares. My goal will be to just wait for a car. I'm not going to pop them yet. Okay. I mean, you're going to be waiting for a long time, but... uh, I'll give it uh, at least 30 minutes. All right. And I'm going to get my backpack. And uh, I'm going to go off a little off the shoulder, but not too far, you know, into the woods. You know, I'm going to try and keep it close. I'm going to start trying to kick some grass out of the way to make a bare spot for a fire. Okay, uh, what is everybody else doing in the meantime? I suppose if we're, like, stuck here, we might as well make some supper or something. Well, you need fire for that. So if you guys can help me find some uh, small stuff and uh, some kindling and uh, maybe something a little bigger to, to keep it going, we can get a fire going. You said it's cold, right? Yeah, it's definitely not warm. It's probably, like... 35, 36 right now. You guys uh, would have jackets and stuff, though. You are, you're from Chicago. You know what I mean? It gets cold as fucking Chicago, too. Is it dry out here? Yeah, yeah. The snow has been melted for a while. Cool. In March in Wisconsin? I guess I could go look for some sticks. Yeah, why don't you uh, go ahead and roll me a survival uh, to do that? And uh, what are you doing, um, Melanie? I guess kind of taking stock of the surroundings, seeing if there's any kind of road signage, you know, anywhere nearby, but I'm guessing I won't be able to see that. And um, seeing if there's any kind of decent location close by, if we need to pitch tents, that kind of thing. So um, you kind of start searching around and uh, you go past where Joe is setting up the area to create a fire and... You notice that uh, that there is sort of this game trail that heads towards, like, the northwest. Okay. 
but it definitely leads more towards the or away from the highway than it does towards the north, like the highway is going. Okay, so there's potential potential trail to follow then if we need to go further into the woods. Got it. I'm a oh. If half an hour has passed, by the way, I'll have come back and said nobody travels this fucking highway. Apparently, I'm looking at pictures of the interior of a Hummer, and it looks like the back all flattens out and lays down. So he'll say, if we need to couple of us could sleep in the back of the of the rig. Well, I don't think Shilvery is dead, so maybe uh, should offer uh, the indoor sleeping arrangements to the lady in the group. Whatever you want, I'm fine sleeping outside. I'll get a fire going. So I went to look for wood, and um, I got a three on my survival roll, and then I bennied it, and then got even less. So, uh, <laughs> So I think that you managed to get small sticks to start a fire, but you can't find anything substantial to keep okay. it going. Yep, here you go, mate. That's, that's all there is. Alright, we'll have to look for something. That won't last us very long. No, that'll get it going and then it'll die right away. It won't even make coals to keep another fire going. Or find a way to get some of these tree branches ripped off the trees. You got a toe strap or something in there? Well, toe strap would be great if the vehicle was working. No, we can just toss one over a branch and see what we can break off. It's 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 close enough to winter. The branches should be as dead as they're going to get. Yeah, fair. I don't know if I have one and I'd have to look. I had, I know that I didn't pack one. Maybe I can just grab a low branch and you guys could all pull on me. Better not pull any Titanic shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try and start snapping branches. I would come back in the middle of that conversation. And can I have been looking for at least twigs along the way? Absolutely. You want me to roll survival too? No, I think that you can come back with uh, some more tinder. Just again, nothing substantial enough to keep things going. I'm basically going to be putting, I'm going to be hanging from the limb and then just like trying to rock up and down with my legs. Like, what the fuck is Steve doing? (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to get us some wood. (laughs) Go ahead and roll me a strength. Four. Yeah, you uh, actually managed to sort of like lever yourself against the tree using your feet and you break off this branch and kind of slam onto your back, but you get a pretty good one down. I get one? (laughs) Okay. Yep. Good job, Steve. Let's find a way to cut this uh, or at the very least snap it into pieces and we can make one of those kind of teepee looking fire things. Yeah, you can easily break this down into enough to get a fire going that will last you at least partway through the night. I take out my Swiss Army knife and it's got one of those little saw things. (laughs) Hey guys, check this out. I read about it in a book. I made char cloth before we left. Uh, and You just gotta use cotton and no oxygen exposed to heat. It turns to stuff that lights real easy. I, I had cotton, plenty of cotton. I had some old underwear, and so I made this out of my old underwear. And I'm just gonna, so I just throw it underneath. The- whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> you know, I think we'll be all right with these sticks. They should last us a while. No, no, no. This is how we're gonna start the fire, though. Char cloth starts real quick. Oh, so boy. 
you just hit it with the with the flint and steel and watch. And so I start sparking onto the char cloth. <laughs> it's his old underwear. Everybody take a step back. This thing's gonna go up like Chernobyl. <laughs> Yeah, it's it starts a, a decent little fire, and you guys have fire going, and you're warmer than you were before, and you can start preparing your food. I grab the pack of hot dogs. Well, at least we've got this to keep us company, and I'll pull out the beer cooler. I think we need to take stock of what's in the back of the Hummer and uh, figure out what we're going to do if really is like some communists attacking America. Maybe we'll have to go all Red Dawn on him. <laughs> the car wouldn't, like, completely just stop, would it? Or, well, I guess it's a new Hummer. It probably does just have electronics all over the place, right? I, I mean, imagine that the computer controls the engine and everything. I mean, everything's gonna turn off. Are we sure the thing just didn't die because it was American-made? <sighs> hey, what if Y2K came early? <sighs> I... I I don't know what I mean. Like, I don't think a Y2K would affect a car like this because, like, it's really just that the amount of digits that are allowed in the coding is only enough for the last two digits of the year. And so it's only going to affect systems in which the year really makes a difference. And I don't think that would be the matter of what's going on with all your All right, right all right, you big brain. <laughs> and, and you've been running simulations in your department, right, Melanie? Oh, totally. Like... If we don't have our shit together by the time Y2K does hit, like, oh, man. Like, all the systems are just going to, like, totally die. Good thing I bought all that gold. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, uh, you guys will sleep through the night, and you'll wake up kind of chilly, and the fire will be just smoldering coals at this point, you know, almost completely out. And uh, everybody go ahead and roll me a notice check. Five minus one. If this is for eyesight. Three for me. It is. Uh, Fourteen. Twelve. Holy shit. Okay. So, um, Melanie and Joe, you both uh, wake up and the first thing that you notice, you know, you walk over to the Hummer and you kind of, or walk out of the Hummer, depending upon where you were sleeping, and... You look up over the horizon and up over the trees, you can see to the northwest, there is this billowing smoke, not from like a structure fire. It's not black enough for that. It looks like a, like maybe a signal fire or a bonfire or something like that. And uh, it seems relatively far away. Um, And you guys also notice that, uh, that there is, that it's a pretty nice bright sunny day um it's like 45 degrees out this morning it seems like it's probably going to get warmer still and so it's a it's a pretty good day so far um but you do notice that there is no sign of any vehicle going around your vehicle that is basically blocking the entirety of this highway um you know there there are no tracks like going around this thing onto the shoulder or anything like that and that's kind of odd i'm gonna look up and uh do i see any like trails for like jets and stuff i mean we're close enough to chicago you'd expect some air traffic nothing guys guys something's wrong why this like like something is seriously wrong something big something big's on fire 
And, uh, there's nobody around. Oh, shit. There's, like, no one that's tried to get past a car in the middle of the night. That's really weird. What if this was the rapture and we weren't good? <laughs> well. Uh, no, that's plausible. <laughs> it is. I mean, that Left Behind series is really scary. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I heard they're making a movie. Oh my god, really? Yeah, like, totally. Like, it's gonna be, like, multi-part. Why the fuck would you make a movie out of it? Maybe anyway. people want to be depressed. I want to look at the map again in daylight now. So you would guess that you are a long way away from the nearest town or city. Um, looking at the map, uh, you're eight hours by car away from Elgin, where you were driving from last night, and uh, going forward, it doesn't appear as though there's anything for at least 100 miles. Well, I'd assume if, if we had to build a fire, then others had to also, right? Yeah, but that's a big fire. Maybe it's a big group. <laughs> Maybe they had an even bigger Hummer than ours. You think they set their Hummer on fire? I mean, it is American-made. It could have caught itself on fire. <laughs> you take that back, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I think we ought to take this back. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least the electrics would at least work, unlike the Jaguar. <laughs> That's fair. So I'm still looking at this daylight map. Other than that, it's mostly just woods, and uh, any conjoining highways would be pretty far off as well. We've got a long walk ahead of us, fellas. I think we should definitely keep it light. I don't know what you guys brought. Uh, Mel, I don't think you should be bringing your your Mac thing. Uh, that's probably too much weight. Yeah, that thing's like a beast. I was only going to use it to, like, record stuff. You know what? Let me see something. I'm going to go try to turn it on. It doesn't work. Son of a bitch. Is that one of the Macs that are, like, built into the monitor? That had the no. crazy power colors book. and stuff? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a power book. G3. Is it at least colorful? No. It's a no. Mac. It's a power book. It's that thing. Ooh. Bulky. Yeah. Like literally, it's, it's literally six inches thick or some shit <laughs> yeah. when it's closed. When I was like looking for stuff last night, there was a trail that was leading kind of the direction of like that other fire. So I think maybe if we just follow that game trail through the woods, we might be able to get over to it easier. Good a destination as any, I suppose. Maybe somebody needs help. Hey, you hear that, God? I mean, if the rapture's still going on. <laughs> If they're going to need help, I think we need to know what help we can offer. What, what did everybody bring with them? What do we got? We already know we can start fires, that's for sure. Damn straight. I got plenty of char cloth left. <laughs> hey, this guy's got one of them Swiss knives. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do with the boats, but... Carry them like the seals? It wouldn't be bad to take them. If we find a river, it might be faster travel than hoofing it. Well, you got the map. How close are we to the river? Maybe 25, 30 miles. I don't think we're going to carry a boat 25, 30 miles. You underestimate my power. Yeah, that's that's quite a big uh, portage. 
if I say so myself. These are just inflatables, right? Um, it's up to you guys. They can be inflatable or they can be kayaks or however you want to do it. If we're going rafting, we would have brought kayaks. It would have seemed like. Well, we could have bought. Well, we're good at. We got beers and stuff, so it would have been probably a party inflatable. Inflatable ones. Okay, sounds good. Still pretty heavy. Um, yeah. I'm gonna try to have one all folded up and just strap it to my back anyway. Okay. You know, it might even come in handy for a shelter. Oh, that's true. I'm going to look for a straight stick and try to make a spear. Okay, go ahead and roll <laughs> me survival. All right. All right, I'm going to Benny that. Okay. All right, seven. Yeah, you uh, you sharpen the shit out of the end of this uh, pretty straight stick. You know, you hack off some of the branches with your, uh, you know, knots and stuff with your Swiss Army knife, and it seems pretty good. I, like, um, sneak up behind uh, Steve and act like I'm going to stab him and, like, kind of pantomime it to the amusement of everyone else. I take, <laughs> out, I take out my wallet and start, start showing him money. <laughs> if you guys are done playing, like, we should probably, you know, get moving. And I will grab my pack that would have um, my bedroll attached to it, um, sleeping bag, whatever, and, like, some clothes. Bedroll? <laughs> How D&D of you. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Um, no, I know. I'm just teasing. Sleeping bag is what I mean. Um, so there'd be like a sleeping bag and I would have um, some clothes and a bikini and probably like knife and uh, like eating utensil type stuff and uh, a pot to put <laughs> over like the fire. Like Aww. Are, are you... Are you intending to sleep on the ground in that? Yeah, I... What's what's the big deal? A bikini is a good way to sleep on the ground. It's nice and airy. I show her myself inflating ground, Matt. <laughs> well, that seems like completely... Well, I guess if you like it, that's cool. Look, if I don't <laughs> sleep comfortable, you wouldn't like me in the morning, okay? All right, well... I, I did come prepared, guys, uh... Uh, I've got a, a little survival knife with a with a, a cable saw, and uh, I know we're not supposed to have it in Chicago. I brought a uh, an AR-7 survival rifle. <laughs> Holy shit, mate! It's just it's just a little twenty-two, but if but if we need to get some tree rats or something to eat, it'll help. Lynn's spear goes limp like a noodle. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is a tree rat? A squirrel, you know, they're rats with tails. Oh, bushy tails. A lot better than what I imagined. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Rodents of unusual size? I don't think they exist. <laughs> All right, troops. Forward march. So I strap on my pack. All right, so everybody go ahead and give me a vigor roll. Okay, D8 for that. And that's just the D8, so no, uh... Yep. Correct. Four. All right. Five. Seven. Eight. You all feel like you grabbed just the right amount of equipment. You've been hiking through the woods for maybe three or four hours at this point, and 
just with the fact that it's only, you know, 55 degrees out, you're all, you know, just in long sleeve t-shirts and carrying your packs on your back and stopping to sip at water every once in a while, but you're making really good time and headway. Like, you're moving through this game trail quite easily. There doesn't seem to be much blocking your way, and then after another couple of hours, you can very clearly see that there is a clearing up ahead and a bunch of structures. Um, maybe a thousand feet or so in the distance through the trees. It's kind of hard to make out exactly what's going on, but you can definitely see that the source of the fire is coming from that direction. What do you think, guys? I think, personally, given the conditions and the situation, that we should approach cautiously. Alright, just Give me a minute. I'm gonna take off my pack and take the uh, receiver out of the stock and screw it onto the stock and throw in a 10 round clip of 22 and chamber around. Alright, guys, let's go. Alright, well, let's just kind of set some ground rules here. Like, uh, don't be flashing it unless you need to. We don't want to trigger a negative response from whatever's up ahead. I don't know. Keep it safe. Hey, what if they got guns, too? Hmm, that's why we want to kind of survey before we barge in. Maybe we could just hold that MacBook out in front of us like a, like a <laughs> fucking shield. You brought that thing? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I didn't. Like... <sighs> anyway, why don't one of us, like, sneak up closer and look before we all go trudging in there? I think I'd like to march on to about two to three hundred yards. Okay. And then from there, I would want to just creep in until I can see what's going on. Go ahead and roll me stealth. Okay. And anybody that wants to go with him, you can uh, roll stealth as well, or you yeah, can I'll hang back too. and wait. I'm going to hang back. What are you doing, Joe? Are you going with or are you hanging back? I think I'm just going to take a knee. Okay. I got a four. I got a... All right. Ten. All right. So, um, you creep in, and you have no problem getting to the tree line, and you guys both sort of uh, scooby-doo your heads out the side of one of these large pines. And you look, and you can see that there is this large fire um, that has these logs that have been shaped into benches and chairs that are sort of surrounding it and you can also see that there are these plainly dressed people that are sort of sitting around the fire and they're singing and sort of swaying and every once in a while they'll uh, toss you know a couple more logs onto the fire and it'll throw sparks into the air and they continue to sort of sing and you notice that uh in the middle of this clearing um, sort of to the west of this this fire is this enormous log cabin. And to the sort of north of that um, is this is this big red barn. Um, here, I'll go ahead and just uh, give you the... This should bring back some Fillmore's Crossing vibes. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, we're saved, mate. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do we see any signs of camping gear, or does it look like this is uh, kind of permanent residence? 
It definitely looks like it's a permanent residence. Um, all of the people that you see are, like, the women are all wearing bonnets and, like, these long white dresses with these aprons on them. And all of the men have on these, uh, these uh, like, overalls and sort of just plain cotton shirts of different colors. And they have these long beards. And, um, yeah, they're like I said, they're sort of throwing uh, logs on the fire and singing and sort of dancing around it and just seem to be having kind of a merry old time. There's a lot of them, by the way. Some kind of hooterites or Amish or something. That's what I was thinking. If anyone knows how to survive this kind of thing, it's probably them. I don't think we have much to worry about from them. We'll have old Joe put his gun away. I'm, like, picking bark off of a tree as I sit there, waiting. <laughs> yeah, you guys have no problem sneaking back. It seems like all of those people are thoroughly distracted and have no inkling that somebody might come upon what they're doing. Like, you guys traveled a good five hours on foot into these woods, you know what I mean? Like, this is fairly off the beaten path. So what do we think? Well, we got some sort of Amish type. I don't know what you call them. A tribe? Uh... Anyway, they've got some barn and cabin, and I think we're good. You probably shouldn't be flashing the gun. Do we do we make contact, or do we keep moving on? It's like my boy uh, Lenny said. If anyone knows how to survive out here, it's got to be them. All right. Makes sense. So I'll, I'll, break, I'll break it down again and put it back inside the stock. At the very least, they could probably supply us with some food and stuff for our travels. I mean, fair enough. As you make your way past the clearing, it takes a while of going through this because it's, you know, this, uh, this fire, play, or fire pit was probably a good five, six hundred feet away from the, um, from the tree line. And it takes a while for these people to sort of stop and notice you coming closer. And this really old looking man who still seems rather sturdy he's got uh, this long white beard and he's not wearing a hat so you can see that his hair is sort of long on the sides but the top uh, creates almost like this tonsure but there's you know obviously no bangs but uh, he uh, again has on these coveralls that look hand stitched and uh, all of the buttons are you know sort of those very classic plastic ones instead of the modern like rivet held um, like overalls that you would see and these are kind of made out of cotton as well and he walks up and he says greetings what brings you to our home hi like we were out driving on the road and our car just like stopped and so did all of our other stuff and so we're looking for like people and stuff I guess so it is true I'm sorry we had to walk like five five hours to get here from the road we try hard to avoid being with regular society I guess hey what's your name pal Elijah you can call me prophet Elijah Elijah, you you have any idea what's going on? Because they were throwing Elijah, words. please. Okay, Prophet Elijah. They were throwing words around like rapture and shit. Or er, excuse me, and shoot. What do you know about that? 
I know it has been foretold. But come, you must be hungry. Come. I'm going to give the other guys kind of a what-the-fuck look. <laughs> so, like, you're a prophet, and you foretold that our car would die? He foretold all of this technology that everyone holds so dear would die one day. Today was apparently that day. I'm sorry, who's doing the foretelling here? You, you, you following some sort of book, or you know a guy, or what? Come. Come and eat. We, there, there will be time for that later. Once you... Once we get to know you, perhaps we will let you know more about his teachings. Alright. Let's get some grub. For the Lord of what this happened on the day of the Feast of St. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> like totally he is returning things to how they once were people have become prideful and he looks over at uh, some of the women and he says Catherine, Mary fetch some food for our guests and they immediately run off into the into the log cabin I'm going to sit down on one of the benches next to the fire and just kind of nod to the person next to me. Didn't he promise there'd be no more floods? That has not been revealed. So if this happened on St. Patrick's Day and things are going back to the way they were, does that mean the snakes are coming back to Ireland? <laughs> I know not what will happen in Ireland. I can only control what happens here. And I know that he will be risen. The kid that's sitting next to you um, sort of smiles up at you, Steve, and he says, uh, Hi, my name's Joseph. How's it going, Joey? I'm Steve. Hi, Steve. Where are you from? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) It was so long ago. (laughs) Back before the end times. Somewhere in Minnesota, right? No, you're from uh, Chicago. Oh, Oh, fuck. Yeah, because of airport. Yeah, I'm from uh, Chicago. Oh. I don't know where Chicago is. What the fuck? Er, excuse me. Uh, you, you don't go to school? No, I go to school. I go to school here. At New Horizons. Oh, yeah? They ever teach you about maps and stuff? No, they only teach us about his teachings. I'm going to get a little bit quieter. <clears throat> Say, listen, who is this he you're talking about? One of the one of the women comes over and kind of uh, says, Now, now, Joseph, and sort of shoes him into the house. And then she looks over and says, I apologize sincerely. He wasn't doing anything wrong. We were just having a friendly chit-chat. The children should not speak to the outsiders. And she kind of hurries off to the uh, log cabin. I'm going to mumble to myself. I feel like I got more out of him than I did anyone else. Have we got grub yet? Yeah, absolutely. They brought you out some food, and it is a fantastic feast. Like, they've made, uh, they've made a pot roast, and when you look around, you see that they have cows, they have pigs, they have chickens, and you assume that this is 
pasture-raised cow because it is delicious. There's potatoes that come from a crop of fields to the south of where you guys are sitting and a field of crops, not a crop of fields. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> David crop of field. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, carrots, onions, scallions, you know, it, it is just wonderful and fresh churned butter to go on top of your uh, your sourdough bread that's been made you assume fresh this morning and I mean it is fantastic um, and the prophet sits down and watches you guys eat and he seems really satisfied mm. hey, Mr. Mr. Prophet how long y'all been out here? I started New Horizons 30 years ago? You started. Oh. Yes, he spoke to me. You say he, you mean like God, right? I mean he spoke to me. I don't know if he's a god or what exactly, but he foretold this. He has looked out for us and our people for all of the time that we've been out here. What's his voice sound like? Is it like low and booming, or is it like... Perhaps you will hear it. Oh, well, I hope so. Has he got an accent? Um, no? Well, that's disappointing. Seems an odd question. Sorry, man. Doesn't look like God is British. <laughs> I start poking my spear into the fire, disappointing <laughs> like... If he was, maybe he would know what's going on in Ireland. I don't think God cares much about Ireland, to be honest. <laughs> you ever see this God in person, or is he just kind of an invisible force? In my visions, I have seen him. You would need a place to stay this evening? Yeah, we'll see. Oh, what time of day is it? Um, it's like later afternoon at this point. You know, I couldn't find this place on the map. Uh, whereabouts are we? I've pulled it out of my coat. He kind of looks at it for a little bit and he says, uh, I haven't left this clearing in 15 years. Perhaps Elder Simon could help you with it tomorrow when he comes back from his hunt. Yeah, alright. Well, the thing is, if he can identify some rivers, landmarks, something like that, it'd give us kind of an idea of when we're going to head back and where exactly we're going to go, so... I guess we are staying until tomorrow. What do you guys think? We, we wouldn't want to impose upon you, Prophet Elijah. It does not impose on us in any way, shape, or form. The only thing that I must request, you are not allowed in the cabin. You may stay in the barn, you may have your run of the grounds, but you are not welcome in the cabin. Oh. Huh? We gotta get circumcised, because I, I mean, I, I am, I, <laughs> if that's any consolation. <laughs> I smack Steve. <laughs> Outsiders are not welcome in the cabin. How about the barn? That will be where you'll stay. There is an outhouse, and meals will be served communally around the fire. That, like, works for me, but like you said, he told you that like the technology thing was gonna like all the technology was gonna break like did he tell you anything else after it happened he would rise again oh shit 
so maybe we'll see him ourselves. Hopefully, if you stay long enough. So like here, or like just kind of around? Or we don't know? I would hope here. You often hear his voice after a little, and I'll do a drinking motion with my hand. Not sure what you mean. Kissing your hand. <laughs> oh, you mean alcohol. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't want to say it, but that's it. I abstain. Some of our members, Elder Simon, um, does make wine from time to time when the grapes are in season. Hell yeah. But again, he won't be back until tomorrow. Where did he go, if I may ask? Hunting. He's probably looking for Whitetail. Speaking of, I'm just curious for my headcanon, where is Joe's gun right now? It's folded up and in his backpack. Oh, yeah, I reached it in my it. backpack. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a AR-7 survival rifle by Henry. Sorry, this is an aside. Uh, so the whole thing folds up and goes inside its own stock. I know. Okay. I'm going to set my plate down and kind of dust off my hands and say, think we could take a look at our accommodations, have a gander at that barn over there? He, uh... He gets up and he kind of strains when he does it, and uh, he starts to lead you over towards the barn and kind of waves you on. Is anyone else joining me? I'll go. Sure. There's not any goats in there, is there? I had a bad experience with one when I was a wee lad. We keep the livestock in the pen over there, and he'll point towards uh, this pasture that a bunch of the cows and and pigs and stuff have their own separate corrals and whatnot and uh, their own separate uh, housing areas. And um, this, however, is very much like a barn with sort of a hayloft, and the hayloft is being used for its intended purposes, but the um, bottom floor is just a bunch of looms and dyeing areas and... um, there are a bunch of uh, woven blankets that have already been made, and uh, he says, help yourself to any of the blankets, and I do apologize for making you sleep on the floor, but he has commanded it. It's better in here than it would be if we were camping out in the woods. We must go and tend to our prayers. Are we allowed to keep the central fire going? Absolutely. Feel free. Is there going to be anyone around? I don't know if you want to call them elders or whatnot, if we will have any questions. or We will be done with service in an hour or two. Um, once he walks out of the barn, I'm going to turn to my companions and say, Well, what the fuck have we got ourselves into? Apparently, like, the only people who knew this was going to happen at some point. You buy all this shit? I don't know if I'm really a fan of staying with a cult. And that's what this is. And if they're a doomsday cult, we might find they have other things in store for us. Well, what are you talking about? What other things? Well, I mean, if well didn't the guy mention a dying room? I mean, like, that's... Uh, I just kind of, like, <laughs> lift my hands up like, eh? <laughs> dying, like... I assumed color dyes. I, I really want to see what's in there. I think I'm going to try and uh, sneak into the cabin, or at least sneak up to the windows, 
see if I can see anything, maybe crack a door. Yeah, I wouldn't right. mind taking a look myself. Uh, I want to peek out the front and see if I can locate where their prayers are happening. Are they in the cabin? Yeah, you uh, would have noticed that uh, Prophet Elijah and all of his followers were kind of funneling their way into the cabin. How about kids and stuff? Is there anyone else outside? No. Looks like they're all in there right now. If we're going to go, now's the time to do it. Yeah, let's do it. I want to go as quietly as I can. I think I'm going to leave my pack. All right, I'll keep a lookout, and if anything happens, I'll do a bird call. All right. Hopefully it's not like uh, Steve Martin and the Three Amigos, huh? <laughs> if I sit here and you go, over here, over here, <laughs> I'll know something's wrong. <laughs> look up here. Look up here. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to try and quietly uh, go as close to the cabin as I can, very, very, very carefully picking my steps, using the light of the go fire. Go stealth. Okay. Uh, four. Okay. Yeah, you uh, you managed to creep up, and like you said, you're using the light of the fire to sort of uh, obscure yourself because it's it's starting to get darker at this point. Um, and do you want to appear in some of the windows first, or do you want to uh, go up to the door? I'm gonna try the windows, but I'm gonna definitely stop and listen first before I risk putting my head over the sill. Okay. So you um you can go ahead and roll me a notice real quick. Uh five. So you don't hear anything close, but you definitely hear some chanting um going on deeper inside of the building. Alright, so I'm gonna risk a look into the uh the window I'm I'm right below. Okay, so when you uh, peer in there, you see that there's sort of like this large atrium area with uh, this balcony and the dual staircases sort of going up the side um, that lead up to there. Um, there's a huge bearskin rug um, on the floor sort of in between those two staircases that are on either side of this like atrium area. And you can see that under... Um, and past under the balcony and past the staircases there are a couple of doors going uh, left, right and um, straight as well alright so and I don't see anyone in this atrium you do not, no alright, I'm gonna uh, does the window look like it's a kind that opens, like a slide um it is not, so it is, uh, the panes are built into the cabin. Okay, so it's true old school. All right, um, and can I tell if the sound was coming from, like, above or same height or? It seems like it might be coming from the second floor. All right, so I'm going to go around to the, to the door and try my luck over there. Okay, um, the door is unlocked. All right, I'm going to very carefully turn the knob and hope it doesn't make any noise. Uh, go ahead and roll me stealth. Uh, five. Okay. So it creaks for just a second, and you sort of lift up on it and push it open, and it glides silently. All right. 
I uh, throw one more look back towards Steve, or where I know Steve is watching, and uh, I'm going to step in. Okay, Steve, you still don't see anybody. All right. I would give him a salute. So, like I said, there would be a door sort of like to your immediate uh, left in front of that uh, leftmost staircase. Um, and then, like I said, you can tell very clearly now that you're inside of this atrium that the chanting is coming from up and beyond that balcony. Okay. So there's a, a staircase, two, there's a staircase on either side, going, both going to the balcony? Correct. Right. And there is a door to your immediate left, and there is a door um, beyond under the balcony, and then a door um, on the right also under the balcony. All right. Uh, I think first things first, uh, just in case, uh, I'm going to lift up again and, and slide the main door kind of closed, but not all the way closed. I'm going to, so it doesn't, it's, it wouldn't be as obvious that someone had opened it and come in. Okay. And, uh, then I think I'm going to try the door to my left. Okay. So you pop this open. And um, you notice that there is a crap load of desks that are built with uh, very good craftsmanship, but definitely rougher planks. You know what I mean? Like you can tell that some of them weren't exactly cut perfectly. So there's some gaps uh, places on the surface. And but it appears as though all of the desks would be those kinds that uh, lift up and then you can sort of store your uh, your things in and then there is a larger desk at the front and then this chalkboard that has a bunch of uh, like rudimentary math written on it and uh, it looks like they were they were studying how to construct a birdhouse and um, at the top uh, and it looks like it's been there for a long time because you can sort of see a bunch of chalk dust around it it just says he will be risen do you want to search this room or anything like that? or If anything, I, I would look at the teacher's desk. Uh, I don't really think I'm interested in looking at the students' desks at all. Go ahead and roll me notice. Popcorn. Uh, nine. So you're digging through the desk, and you uh, find that there's sort of this larger... Um, it's like one of those larger like cabinet areas where you could store a printer if it seems like that would be something that they would be interested in. But instead, um, you notice that uh, there are a bunch of these notebooks stacked up. And on the top, uh, it says uh, Helen's Journal, age nine. Okay, I'm going to look at it if I can just flip through it real quick yeah, and see if... Uh, go, I'm going to try and go relatively recently, so I'll start from the back and work my way towards the front. Alright, give me two seconds. I'm going to go to, um, to Melanie and to, uh, to Len, and what are you guys doing? You can go ahead and read that in the meantime, Andrew. Uh, shortly after they left, um... I would have uh, gone out too, but instead, like, gone around to the uh, animal pen. I'm going to check and see if there are any goats there. Yeah, they have a couple of goats. 
All right, <laughs> like when I turn the corner and see that they uh, they have them, um, instantly like a chill goes up my spine. And uh, what other kind of animals are there? Um, so they have some sheep, they have cows, they have chickens, and they have pigs, and then the two goats. They have more of the other things, like they have actual flocks and um, and herds of the other things, but they have two goats. Are they all in one pin, or are they like each separated for whatever type? They're of in separate. Uh, yeah, they're in separate corrals that have their own sort of uh, uh, enclosures too that they can go in at night. I'm going to uh, um, go over there. I'm going to look around to make sure that um, nobody can see me, and I'm going to try to open the gate for those goats and chase them out of there. Yeah, you succeeded that. Okay. And I'm just running them off, and, um... <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect that to go so easily, so you can go to Mel- uh, Melanie now. Okay. <laughs> um... So Melanie is going to be in the barn, wondering where the fuck Len went. She will have set up, like, her little sleeping bag, whatever, for the night, and then be wandering around trying to look and see what else is in here like poking into was it just open on the floor with the dye area or is it like another room yeah everything was just kind of in the same you know what I mean there's no rooms to this barn it's just everything is sort of open and then there's the hayloft above you okay so I would go through and be like literally dye vats this is like really weird and then climb up into the hayloft and see if there's Anything other than hay up there? Uh, go ahead and roll me notice. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, nine. So, you're kind of just rummaging around, and you kind of climb up into this hay for a little bit, and you notice that sort of in the back, somebody's cleared it out and created, like, a little bedding area, um, and there's a couple of candles that aren't lit, uh, currently, but um, they're just kind of sitting there, and there is also an empty picnic basket. Huh. Interesting. I'm gonna sit up here for a while and, and look through the empty pic- the picnic basket. See yeah, there's absolutely nothing in it. It's uh, it's odd for sure. Um, Steve, what are you doing? About how long has Joe been gone? Um, I would say that Joe has, because of how carefully and slowly he's doing this, he's been gone probably 40 minutes at this point. 40 fucking minutes. All right, I'm going to get nervous after, I'll say, 20, and I'm going to approach the window myself. Yeah, you'll look in and see the same thing, um, you know, the same atrium, and but you won't see Steve in there. But you will see that there is an open door um, off to the left. If I don't see anyone, I'd be willing to at least poke my head through that door inside. So when you poke your head through the door inside, you can see that um, Steve is uh, standing in this room off to the left, and he's got something in his hands, and he's reading it. Okay. Um, when I see that he's still okay, I'm going to uh, go to... I can hear them doing the prayers, right? Yep. Interesting. I'm going to take a look at the door on the right. Uh, it leads into a hallway with uh, with uh, two doors on the left 
and two doors on the right, and then one door at the end. Okay, I'm going to jump to the conclusion that that's probably living quarters, so I'll go to the door that was straight ahead. Crack that open. Um, that appears to be like a larder or storage or something like that, because there's a bunch of uh, barrels and sacks and things like that in this room. Mm. Would I be able to tell that somebody was poking around the bottom floor here? Yeah, I think that you would hear them, uh, that you would hear uh, Steve by now, Joe. Yeah, I'm going to walk on over to Steve. Hey. <gasps> oh, jeez, fucking warn the guy. Hey, what'd you find? We gotta get out of here. What do you mean? These people are crazy. There's some, I, I found some journal from some freaking like, nine-year-old kid, and it's like they're doing human sacrifices. What the fuck? Yeah, I told you, we need to get the hell out of here. You got it on you, or you leave it in there? Yeah, I got it. All right. The chanting stops. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm going to follow him. Both of you roll stealth checks, please. Five. Same. Who is first and who's last? I would be following him. Okay, so as you're uh, leaving, as you're leaving, you hear the door from up on the balcony open as you're pressing the front door closed. (laughs) And you start to make your way towards the barn. I assume we're running. (laughs) Yeah. You make it well, you make your way over there, no problem. All right, I think it's time we're going to bust in the, the barn. Guys, 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 guys. As you do, you see um, me sitting there, like, with one of my shoes and socks off, and I'm pointing out that um, one of my toes is missing because it got bitten off by a goat when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) And you see, because of that, I can't be around goats anymore. Look, you can deal with your foot fetish later, okay? (laughs) Guys, guys, you gotta hear what Joe told me. All right, hey. Uh, I got into some classroom or something, and uh, the the teacher's desk. There's some journals for some kids, and uh, this one journal is talking about. Uh, it looks like they're doing human sacrifices to keep him, whoever him is, happy. Oh shit! <laughs> you got it on you, right? What exactly was the line? Here, I'll just give it to you. Uh, so January first. Uh, we went down to the ritual room last night. Prophet Elijah says we have to keep him, capital H, happy so we can keep getting messages. I'm going to miss Daniel. He used to throw me into the river. Mom says it's important to keep him happy. I guess she's right. Well, maybe you went on some sort of, like, I don't know, Mormon retreat, like a mission or something. All right, check this. <laughs> January 18th. I got caught trying to move the knife block in the kitchen. Prophet Elijah says Daniel lives on through him, capital H. I just wanted to see Daniel. Lives on? Oh, fuck me. Yeah, and and there's some other stuff, that the hard labor, and, and then uh, this kid says, I don't want to go to the ritual room anymore. Everyone is scary when we go there. And then just a week ago, Prophet Elijah says he, capital H, told him the change is coming soon. I hope we don't have to do another ritual. God, that's like I start frantically putting my sock and shoe back on. <laughs> hey, uh, Joey, Joey, you might want to start piecing together that gun in your pack. 
Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. You guys hear the slow, uh, tottering walk of Prophet Elijah coming closer. Get that gun ready. Stay out of sight. I'll deal with him. Everyone act natural. <laughs> All right, so I pop the, cap, the rubber cap off the, the end of the stock. I pull out the receiver. I screw it into the stock. Go ahead and roll me agility. While he's doing that, I lean up against the frame of the entrance with one hand on my hip like I'm just kind of hanging out. <laughs> okay, I start getting in like a faux smooth position where I'm like leaned up against the post like in the... <laughs> what was the result of that agility roll, Joe? Uh, 17. Oh, shit. I popcorn yeah. twice. You... You, like, you practiced this every single evening in your bedroom for the last six months. Get this thing together in record time. Um, I was usually in my underwear when I did it. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you burned it, so that's out. <laughs> and you, uh, you see Prophet Elijah kind of gets into the, the archway of the barn, and he says, So, are you hungry for dinner? Oh, hey, Prophet. As soon as he finishes his sentence, I, I say, I'm sorry, mate. I'm afraid of goats. I had to let yours out. Uh, please don't sacrifice me. What? I'm going to give him a slow turn of my head like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> don't mind him. He's got uh, he's got some PTSD. <laughs> don't mind him. He's got the big mouth hindrance. Were you in the cabin? Cabin? No, he said he went out to the goats. Right. I tried to stop him, but I don't know. He's got some weird childhood memories. I don't know what's going on. He's even missing a toe. You're afraid of goats? Uh, yeah, definitely afraid. A big goating accident when I was a when I was a lad. Um, I, I can promise you, I, Linwood Earl Wadsworth, have not been in your cabin. If you uh, lost any, I, I'm sure that we can come up with some sort of payment for them. What's a goat cost these days? Twenty, thirty. Well, I suppose you could work for us for a while to pay them off. Sure, we'll sure. trade you a Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> What's a Hummer? Oh, it's just like a big fucking truck thing. Freaking truck. It's just a truck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lenny, um... Why don't you let Melanie and I handle this? <laughs> I come forward from my nonchalant leaning up against, actually nonchalant leaning up against something behind Len. Like, I thought we already had supper. You're not still hungry? No, we can eat. I, yeah, no big deal. We can probably eat. Sure. Excellent. I'll have them fetch more food for you. All right. Sounds good. And he totters off. Joe! <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what are we gonna do? Yeah, I think now is our time to move. Also, Lenny, what the fuck? Compose <laughs> yourself, man. <laughs> I do the, the hand-wiping sweat off the forehead um, <laughs> motion. <laughs> that was a close one, mate. It didn't have to be. Everybody roll a notice check. Four. You know what? Fuck it. It's a one shot. Yeah, I'm gonna use a penny. Nope. Three. Yeah, that didn't matter. Four. Oh, oh, I got snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Ten. If it's for vision, I got a two. If it's not, three. Um, so Melanie and Joe, you both notice that the prophet like whispers to one of the one of the gentlemen who also has on overalls and this kind of scruffier, shorter beard, um, and he immediately sprints off towards the house. I think we leave like out the back of the barn. Yeah? Yeah. I think we need to go now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You notice that the only way out the back would have been through the hayloft where they load in the hay. What does that mean? Can we still do it? 30 feet up. I mean, you'd have to climb down, but yeah, you can do it. You have to go like this way, guys, and I'll start climbing up to the hayloft. Is there a big stack of hay at the bottom to where we can just jump down? <laughs> there is not. And no rope. There's a There's a pulley, but uh, no rope. Oh. I was told you're always supposed to take rope. Oh my god, I didn't. Alright, here's what I'm thinking. We bolt out the front, and Joe comes in behind with his gun. And if anyone makes a move, he lets him have it. Alright, it's only 22, but I'll cover you guys. I think that sounds as good as anything. Everybody got their pack? Lenny, I think that you should let me have the stabby stick. I, like, hold it close to my chest, and then I, like, think about it for a second, and then I, I hand it over. <laughs> all right. You all start to hear loud chanting coming from outside of the barn uh, towards the cabin. Oh, fuck. Chanting. That's never good. That's our theme music. Let's get the fuck out of here. I grab my stuff on the way out and make sure I have my knife in hand. Lenny's pulling out his Swiss Army knife. <laughs> my theme music is actually Steal My Sunshine from the band of the same name as me. Uh, so everybody go and roll athletics then to start sprinting out the front. 12 plus 5, so 17. I'm Benny. Oh yeah, I'm Benny too. This is my last Benny ones. of the game. <laughs> I'm a fucking bitch. Oh, Two. Consistently roll double ones. Yeah, that'll be two. Okay. So you start sprinting out, and immediately in front of you, Joe, Steve trips. And you fall over Steve. And you look up, and you hear, Stop moving! Stop moving! Stop moving! And there is this very shaken, um, like, young man, maybe 25. He's got a blonde sort of uh, patchy beard and uh, this mop of hair and these overalls on. And he's holding a double-barreled shotgun. Oh, shit. And you look and you see that uh, there are a bunch of other of these uh, cult members. And... Some of the men are carrying guns. Some of them uh, look like they have, uh, like they just have like these pitchforks, and they're all uh, holding these candles, and they're just chanting. Except for this one that spoke to you, and you know is shaking while he's pointing the gun in your direction. I will have let my fingers off the grip of the spear. Uh, I would say that uh, Lenny and Melanie, you guys are doing a pretty good job of sprinting away, but you would also notice that these people have guns. Yeah, I'm Bolton. <laughs> and I got fleet-footed uh, for an edge, so I got an extra two on pace. Okay. And yeah, and I had rolled a 17, so... And what are you doing, Melanie? Deciding how much I like these people. <laughs> He's the only one with a gun. Yeah, I would stop and hide. 
Oh, go ahead and uh, roll stealth then. Okay. I'm going to give you a minus two, though, because you were in plain sight when you tried to do it. Sure, 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 sure. Well, that is a double one. Okay. So I think that you just drop to the ground and hope they can't see you. And um, Joe and Steve, you see that one of these... uh, one of these cultists that's holding a rifle, the hammer clicks and it's pointing at uh, at Lenny, but nothing happens. And he sort of looks at the thing and he cocks the lever again, puts it back to his shoulder and pulls the trigger and it just clicks. And he sort of looks at the prophet and they all sort of look at each other for a second and look down at you guys and what would you guys like to do? I'm running. Uh, if, if the barrel... Of my gun is in any way facing the cultists, I'm gonna pull the trigger. Click. My hands would re-grip around the spear when I see that he can't shoot us, and I'm gonna try and scramble out from Joe and take this guy down as fast as I can. How far is he from us? Um, maybe ten feet from you. Uh, but there's a lot of cultists. Like you would think that if you start fighting, you're gonna get overwhelmed even with a weapon. Then I'm just gonna launch the spear and try to run. Okay, go ahead and give me a uh, throwing. Four minus two. Okay, so you fling this spear and it just goes above everyone. You notice that Lenny is far and Melanie is sprinting away towards the tree line. What are you doing at this point? Joe, get the fuck up. Let's go. I'm going to do my best to recover and start running. We're going to do two things real quick and see what happens with that and go from there. Time to roll some cards. Oh, shit. So, Joe, um, 13 against your parry? Uh, yeah, that's a hit. Okay, and then that'll be... So, what is your toughness, then? Because it was 17. A six. Okay, so that would raise... So, you would get two wounds, and you are now shaken, and you are back to prone, and then... I'm, I'm going to use a, a Benny to try and absorb one of the wounds. Okay. Steve... That's a four against your parry. Six. This other cultist reaches out and tries to swing his gun like a baseball bat, but you duck under it and continue sprinting away. Um, Unless you turn around and decide to do something, it would seem that Joe is going to get overwhelmed. Uh, Guys, just go. I'm going to figure that the best we could actually hope for is to come back with help later. There's too many people. Okay. So you start sprinting off as you see Joe is being grabbed onto and you turn over your shoulder a few more times and you see that Joe is just screaming as they're dragging him into this cabin and you get through the tree line and you sprint and you sprint and you sprint and eventually you get to the spot where your friends are huffing and puffing and just kind of standing and taking stock of the situation. You've been running for 45 minutes at this point and you've never run this hard in your entire life your legs are jello you can barely stand and you think that no one is following you I'm not going to stand I'm going to slump against a tree and then slide down and say (sighs) they got him they fucking got Joe oh my god like uh... there's nothing I could do they just they overwhelmed them and I had to get the fuck out of there Yo, what the fuck are we gonna do? Everybody go ahead and roll me a notice check. 
Six. Four. Nine. All right, so you all hear the sound of branches breaking as though something is walking towards you. Not coming from the direction of the clearing, coming from um, the direction that you guys were running. I have my knife out. Well, we gotta warn him not to go over there. Uh, despite my exhaustion, I will try to get to my feet and get ready to tackle anything that pops through. And it'd be real nice to have a spear. <laughs> I look over at Steve, <laughs> glaring at him. You watch as these ferns sort of rustle for a minute, and some pine boughs move to the side, and you see this man in overalls with a long black beard and a bow in his hands. He sort of stops and cocks his head and says, Greetings. I'm Elder Simon. If you enjoyed this episode, and especially if it's your first time tuning in to LCP D&D, you should check out more of our content. Our first arc ever was Fillmore's Crossing, a Dungeons & Dragons homebrew set in the fantasy Wild West. Following that season, we began Odyssey, a musical adventure set in space using the Savage World system. We also have a few other easily consumable one to three episode long adventures on our podcast such as The Hoser of Lake Nipissing or Twenty Sided Die Hard. And if you want something even more immersive than our actual play content, we also have an audio drama anthology series called The Night Cleaner's Tales, which is a series of short scripted and often spooky short stories which are acted out with full music and sound effects. Each episode is only about half an hour long, so it'd be an easy series for you to check out. This one shot you just listened to came about because of one of our patrons, and if you would like to support us in this way, you can pledge any amount of money at patreon.com lcpdnd. The last thing to mention is that regardless of your patronage, everyone is welcome to freely join us in our Discord server and play TTRPGs with us, or just hang out. Find the Discord link in the description of this episode, or all of our links are available at www.lcpdnd.com. Oh, and hey, if you're pissed off that this one-shot ended with a cliffhanger, and you want to demand that we continue the story, all you have to do is make a human sacrifice. That ought to be enough to convince us. I'm legally obligated to tell you that was a joke and you shouldn't make a human sacrifice. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you around. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to seeing that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning and uh, what I kind of had Travis? I understand. Why but, the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? <laughs> LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. LCP D&D presents Fillmore's Crossing. You go into a mining settlement. 
called Fillmore's Crossing. A fantasy western D&D adventure that's filled with comedy. Y'all know what the control zone is? You guys, you guys probably like, like the zone. Everywhere. You guys, where you get I fucking hate both of you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mystery. We were just at the saloon and I witnessed a man, if you can call him that, rip another man's head off. Do you think we're dealing with demons? Drama. Damn it, woman. You have no reason to go and wake up my son. All I want to do is buy shit. Y'all folk are the reason that this is all getting messed up. Poor and shit. now you're going to go and... Does a 20 hit your armor class, Igmit? Yep. <laughs> and horror. Oh, y'all gotta go. We, we gotta get out of here. Get out the back door. We gotta run. We got nothing now. Listen to the entire season one arc by searching LCPDND on your favorite podcast service or find us at LCPDND.com. The phone call that I just received, it was about a call. Unfortunately, it's not in New York. You will be going to uh, Ontario, Canada. He'll like take a super dangerous uh, exit, like <laughs> like last minute, just squealing across the uh, hash marks. And I think he probably hits just a little bit of one of those uh, yellow barrels with all the water in them. <laughs> <laughs> this is all kind of weird. Like, you know, they said it was the hoser. I mean, your dad did call us. I'm just saying, the hoser? Yeah, I never heard of it. Like, you know, I, I grew up in California. There is a creature of folklore <laughs> called the Hoser near Lake Nipissing. You heard of it? No, I am just so incredibly shocked right now. Listen to the Hoser of Lake Nipissing by searching LCPDND on your favorite podcast service. Brian's first time DMing a D&D campaign has been met with rave reviews from critics everywhere. I'm so grateful to you gentlemen that you were willing to come with me on this uh, journey. You should have started at the house instead of the carriage. Tim Demuse. What reason does any man have to go to Philadelphia? I got bored, okay. Wesley Sullivan. Wait, you guys are going to the orgy too? It's the podcast event you didn't know you were waiting for. Ain't nothing coming out here that I can't take care of. The cliche story of four travelers lost in the woods. I'll have to just ride into town and get some help. You lads wait here. In the bandit forest. You'll be fine. Can't believe they just left us here. This is the most unprofessional service that I've ever experienced in my life. If you look up there, I think I see a big house. And the horrors they discover there. Do you believe in ghosts? I don't believe in ghosts. That wasn't in the least bit terrifying because I was expecting it. <laughs> we'll change their lives forever. This was such a stupid idea. I can't even begin to tell you how bad this idea was. Towel service at the Stepniak Manor.